This is a Lip Media Podcast. Christmas, Lamely. Merry it, Christmas. <laughs> it is, uh, we have a special Me, I Am, a memoir, the meaning of the meaning of Mariah Carey Christmas special treat. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Uh, yes. This is Fab, the fabulous set of Richard. That is posh, <laughs> the ultra posh Philip Lee Curtis. And we are going to be breaking on down uh, Mariah Carey's Merry Christmas album, this festive holiday special. So, uh, so I hope you're feeling especially festive. Um, but first up, some festive me-me moments. Me-me moments. So, I mean, so many things happen around Christmas this year, but just a little something I stumbled across that I thought might be fun for the Lambly is there is a makeup artist called Jamie French, who is quite mm. hilarious. Mm. And she started this new thing called Makeup and Movies. Right. Where she does her makeup and breaks down movies. I discovered it because she broke down the, uh, I mean, probably the, the second best musical of all time. Yes. From Justin to Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not seen From Justin to Kelly. I unfortunately have. But I feel like I don't need to because she did such a brilliant job. Yes. She green screens herself into the film. Oh, like, that's great. There is so much happening while doing makeup. I'm not sure why she's doing makeup, but it's fine. Yeah. You get, you know, get, get, get it, girl. Um, and I then stumbled upon just this morning that she has a, a makeup and movie review of Glitter. Oh. <gasps> I've actually not finished it yet, but I just wanted to bring it into the Mimi moments just so that the Lamely knew it's there. You do have to have the sense of humour to to get through it. However, if you're listening to this podcast, (laughs) you're probably already on board. Um, I just wanted to, you know, point it out because it was just, she's so fun, so funny. And it's a little something that I've not stumbled across before. Oh, that's Um, great. So I just thought it would be a little bit of fun. I love anyone watching Glitter. I love it so much. It is just... Yeah, it's you. We need to be friends with her. Is yeah. what's happening here. I will. Um, I will never forget. Um, <laughs> trying to make Sam Simmons watch <laughs> Glitter at my house one day. <laughs> you should go on that show where they're all trying to make each other laugh. Oh, <laughs> but just your whole time is spent watching Glitter. Have you met me? I would be booted out of that show within the first twelve seconds. <laughs> I would make myself laugh. That's the issue. I know. Like, I'm, I'm the funniest person I know. I'd be screwed. But then I'd also win because I'd make myself laugh and therefore I would win. You know? So no, that's not it how it works. <laughs> I see. I would have been stuffed with Frank Woodley. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he just has to flitter his hands and I'm on the floor. Oh. Um, but the other little bit of a festive me moment is I thought, you know, with this, this month Mariah has been talking about some of her Christmas traditions and mm-hmm. playing the carols and all this sort of stuff. So I thought we could talk a little bit about our own festive Christmas traditions. Is there one or several things that you do each year to get into the spirit? Well, I listen to um, Mariah Carey's Christmas albums on oh, Endless Repeat. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I also buy a lot of baked goods. <laughs> Like, they've got these star biscuits at Aldi that I've gone a little bit crazy for. The Danish butter cookies in the tin. For some reason, it's not Christmas unless I've eaten at least two whole tins. (laughs) I love it now I've started to... I've gone from three chins to two COVID chins and slowly started to, you know, drop a little. And you're like, I'm just going to pick up the slack and eat everything at Aldi. (laughs) You know what I miss, though, and... This year, like, I feel really sorry for any kids this year because of the COVIDness. Um, I miss sitting on Santa's lap. Like, Is when that- I was a kid, that was my thing. I used to love to sit on Santa's lap and then tell him, you know, all the things that I wanted. Like, when I was a little kid, Maya in Melbourne had you went upstairs like and it was a production like nowadays going to sit on Santa's lap is like are oh, you were just going to sit on 
some creepy guy's lap in the middle of the shopping centre on the way. Yeah. yeah, just on the way to Coles. We'll just go and get a photo and then go. But <laughs> in the old days, it was like a production. Like in the 70s, you had to go all the way to the top of Maya. Like it took about 14 hours because there's like 1,200 escalators to get up. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I used to go with my nan. And then you'd stand in line for ages Finally, you met Santa. You told him what you wanted. You didn't know that the whole reason for doing this is so your parents had a photo of you with Santa. <laughs> and then, that was, this was the best bit, was then you went to the Christmas world, which after leaving Santa, you got on like a train. It was like a ghost train kind of thing, but not a ghost train. It was a Santa train. And you went choo-choo-choo-choo around this corner and then you went onto the roof of Maya where there was a whole carnival thing happening. Like you put your balls in the clown's mouth. There's like oh, a whole... What's on that? <laughs> But there's a whole, like, all that kind of stuff going on on the roof. And then you went into the toy department. Like, that was the the God. next section. Um, and my nan used to do this thing where, you know, now, as an adult, I know what was going on. But as a child, she used to take us through the toy section with a shopping trolley and say, what do you think the kids at the at the children's home who don't have any parents would want for Christmas? And so we'd be picking stuff out and she'd be putting it in the basket. I was like, Nan is so good buying these children all these amazing things who are at the children's home. And then mysteriously, Santa left the very same things for us under her tree. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> two for one. I know. <laughs> See, that sounds amazing. I didn't have anything like that. Santa would visit, but he would yes. come to Kinder or, you know, the local um, town hall or something. Yeah. On a fire truck. Oh. Yeah. I was just thinking, is this just... One, is this just an Australian thing? But maybe it's just where I grew up. Oh, no, Santa, I've, been to, I've been to a a, pe- a picnic where Santa turns up on a fire truck. Yeah. So I think it, it's probably a way of sort of But they spreading. were Santa's helpers. They weren't Santa, I Oh, was no, told. Santa. Santa was on top of that fire truck. Oh, um, no, I was always told there were people dressed as Santa because they were Santa's helpers because Santa himself was very busy. Oh, no, no. Making no. the toys. No, it was definitely Santa. I don't know what you were trying to say. Well, because uh, they, <laughs> one of them smelled like one of my dodgy uncles. <laughs> sure. Probably was your dodgy uncle. Probably. Yeah. Um, oh, I met that one. Um, but no, so Santa would show up and he'd be ringing the bell um, and he'd come in a fire truck. And I think it's because obviously in Australia, Christmas is in summer. Yes. So I think it was their way of spreading fire safety. And do you have a plan? You're home. Yeah. You should talk to your parents. Oh, well, and- you lived in the bush. I, yes. Like, my, yeah. my, my grandmother lived in Carlton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know what Maya was. Yeah. Like Maya Rudolph. <laughs> Actually, that kind of works. Now that- <laughs> I would love if Maya Rudolph came up dressed as Rudolph. Oh, my God. Came down your chimney and emptied. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but she's singing her mother Minnie Rupert's songs. No. Um, <laughs> um, my Christmas traditions mm. um, are really... Wait, did you actually answer your Christmas? That was your younger. Do you have any now? Do I have any? Just apart from eating the biscuits, no. <laughs> <laughs> Every year I eat biscuits. <laughs> um, and, and and sometimes I go as far as getting some, uh, you know, the German ginger biscuits, you know, the one, like the round ones that are brown inside with a white icing on the outside. No. Um, I also get the Dutch biscuits. It's all about biscuits Christmas for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the German stolen bread, you know, that really dense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. It always that. seems like a good idea, and then I try. I go, mm. Um, and also panettone, <laughs> the Italian <laughs> Christmas cake, which I will turn into bread and butter pudding. Generally, uh- <laughs> just making that more more calories, please. Yeah, that's what, that's, what that's are the things Christmas. that are, um the chocolate? It's like a wafer tube. With chocolate oh, in the middle. yeah, Gary bought those the other day. They're pretty Moorish. Yeah, I've eaten most of them already. Um, (laughs) Mum would always buy them for gifts for other people and we'd break into them. Uh, So my Christmas tradition... My gifts I get for other people is a box of cherry liqueurs from Aldi because they're (laughs) $2.99. I'll be looking forward to one of those. (laughs) This year year I'm I'm doing handcrafts. I've I've made a book for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's a visual joke just for Philip. Where yeah. I'm I actually still up. have. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that I like, well, not, I'm sure I've got other things, but the, the main gift that I've gotten from you in our friendship mm. um, was something that you did sign, but it wasn't yours to sign. What it was, was it? 
um, a copy of Natalie Bassingthwaite's solo album, which you signed from <laughs> from Maya McCheese. Maya McCheese. <laughs> which I still have. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> I actually I I actually genuinely like her songs, so wouldn't get rid of it. Um <laughs> we should definitely have her on. But no, so my Christmas tra- uh, I can't speak now. My Christmas traditions, like growing up, we we honestly didn't have any set yeah. things b- beyond Christmas morning opening presents. Which because is, it's summer. It's, it's not like yeah. you can't make plans. <laughs> And then you've got to go to cousin or uncle or auntie's yeah. house and speak to people you don't like. Um, I mean, <laughs> I love them all. Um, but so as an adult, you know, and, and being single most of my or forever, um, I was like, well, I'm just going to make my own tradition. So that's actually when I started making some playlists, you know, with Mariah mm-hmm. and the Kelly Clarkson and, and the Gwen Stefani now. Um, and... I found my favourite Christmas movie, which I'm sure we've mentioned, Mm. which is A Mum for Christmas. A Mum for Christmas. Starring Olivia Newton-John and Doris Roberts. Yes. Um, And so I watched that each year around Christmas Eve, if not Christmas Eve Eve, um, as well as the Kylie Christmas concert. Oh, bless. Uh, Because it's a real concert. So it's not like a story. It's just a concert. We've got the Chrissy Hind. Oh, nice. Um, and, and it's just very festive and very fun. And she sings your disco needs you. So, I mean, what else do you need at Christmas? What else do you need at Christmas? Well, yeah, Um, see, I don't, I don't like, I don't have a Christmas Eve tradition. I mean, I do, but that's because it's my fiance's birthday. (laughs) So we have a, we have a birthday party. So our Christmas tradition is a birthday cake. Is a birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were going to go out for dinner, but you know, we we may not have been out last night because of the COVID. I can't tell you. We're in the future. Happy birthday, Gary, for yesterday. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> oh, my God. I forget about that. I feel like I'm on Graham Norton. Um, <laughs> and I don't mean the show. Oh. Um, um, Did you get drunk one night? Have I t- I've told this Graham Norton story, haven't I? No. He pinched my friend on the bum at, oh. a, at a nightclub in Wait, in get the top down, get the top Edinburgh. down. <laughs> Who was your friend? Uh, my friend Paul. We were just out, we were out drunk in Edinburgh one, one year. The, like 98 maybe it was a long time ago i just i love that all of these talk show hosts are all just twink hunters oh. like i mean that's a show oh no paul's saying. a silver fox and always oh, has okay. been yeah well yeah, that's yeah. all right i just think of andy cohen <laughs> but now i'm thinking about twink hunter starring tia carrera like i feel like that is the show i want to watch twink hunter <laughs> Twink it's Hunter. On, <laughs> it's on just after Addy Palmerson Nazi. Uh, <laughs> Saturdays at 7.30. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think we should break down a little, before we get to the Christmas album, a mm. little bit of the Apple Plus Zane Lowe interview. Oh, please do. I did not da, see da, this. Da. So we thought it would be fun if I watched the interview and then regurgitated it to Fab. <laughs> <laughs> In the same vein that we we did with the um, Naomi Campbell and the Audible and Live, yes, yeah, so all of the all of the things. Yes. Um, so tell me, so Zane Lowe, he's I British. Really, a Kiwi. Oh, he's a actually. Kiwi. Yeah. Um, via now England, I suppose. And he's um, quite attractive, if I remember. Yeah, I thought he might yeah. have been one of us, but I looked it up, and he has a wife. No. But then again, so does the Jackman. Um, so just I think he's probably, the... you know, ambisextrous. You know, <laughs> yeah. they all are now. <laughs> well, just if a straight man wears glasses and likes music, I'm like, well, you're clearly family. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's, I, he may not be on the committee full time, but he might have a rotating chair. <laughs> So I've noticed he seems, I think he's doing the Apple music now. I think right. that's his, his main gig because he's had so many interviews with the Kylie, with the Gwen, with... The well, I think ones. he was a BBC One, Radio One DJ. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. been sort of doing things for a long time, but for some yeah. reason, all of a sudden he's had this bit of a resurgence um, online um, because he's quite good. But yeah. there, is, there is a comment that I'll make about it later. Um, <laughs> now, I should mention to set the scene... They were both in the room. Oh, really? Were there sitting only about a meter apart? Get out! There were shadows, so I was like, I think they're really there. Um, and Mariah is was in really great spirits. Actually, she seemed to sort of be through the the more um, 
you know, full on book press at yep. this stage where she's now just like, oh, I'm just doing this for part of the Christmas special and she's excited for that. Yep. Um, she does talk a little bit about hating early Christmas stuff. So you know how she, at Halloween, that's when she announces. Yes, she's like, time. not yet, not She yet. actually, she would prefer to keep it till after Thanksgiving. But oh, wow. Because Thanksgiving is only in the US, really. Um, and the rest of the world's ready for Christmas. Um, and she says she's also kind of partly to blame for the early Christmas <laughs> stuff. So she's like, well, I'll just, let's just, we'll lean in, lean in. Um, she does, uh, just in, ca- in case no one is clear, she does say and state that the Chris- magical Christmas special is in fact live from the North Pole. Oh, thank you. So if we weren't clear on that, it's definitely. I'm so glad um, it's, it's live. One of, yeah, one of my favourite moments was when talking about All I Want for Christmas is You going to number one. Zane mentions, you know, it went to number one 25 years after it was released. And Mariah says, yeah, two years after it was originally released. And, <laughs> and no one seemed to get it. Like she laughed and I laughed. Um, but no one seemed to really get it. And then she goes on to say, which I talk about in my memoir. Like, you know, just getting that plug in. Like, don't forget I've got a memoir. But I rewinded it about eight times just to see her say, yeah, two years after it was originally released. She's so heaven. (laughs) But I was just so sad for her that not everyone got it. Um, Then she talked about... Because people are trying to celebrate it as this big milestone. She's like, it is a big milestone. Two years. Two years. (laughs) (laughs) We get it, Mariah. We love it. We love Um, it. She talks about how, you know, people came on... um, to the special, you know, how, how that came about and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And she said a lot of it was stuff she'd wanted to do for a while and some people reach out. But she says, around Christmas, people just start to reach out to her. Um, and <laughs> this is when she says that she wonders, am I really like Santa Claus? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all of a sudden, she's like, this, it's, this is how who I've become. My Mariah Claus. Mariah Claus. She mentions um, how much fun, you know, working with everyone was, but that Billy Eichner was sort of her favourite moment in yes. the special, but that apparently a lot of their scenes got cut. So oh. she's hoping that there's um, some, you know, little extra special festive features that come out on the YouTubes or, or the Apple Music or the Apple TV or the Apple Apple, um, where we get to see the extra more, bits. more content. Then we hit onto the Alter album, Chick, where... Oh. Mariah has found the version with her vocals. <gasps> she's just trying to find the board mixes because apparently everything was quite analog. So yes. she's got to find sort of, you know, she's got the, the end result, but not the earlier, you know, yep. parts of it. Um, but also saying that she used to drive around and listen to it. <laughs> like, like it was someone else's, you know, because it, <laughs> it was so different. So I'm just imagining it like Mariah. I mean, I imagine Mariah listening to her own music anyway. Yes. But... Um, well, wasn't that wasn't that what Nick Cannon said when she was about to have the baby that they had to play all Mariah Carey songs to her stomach? <laughs> Why she couldn't just sing to herself, we'll never know. Well, because um, you know you don't want to push your diaphragm on top of the baby's head. Well, don't you? Um, <laughs> if she'd been wearing the diaphragm in the first place, the baby's never would have happened. Different. Di- uh, <laughs> God, I, imagine if it was still in there. Um, <laughs> Now, she then she talks about the little Jayhard Ariana moment with mm-hmm. Santa, saying that she'd always wanted it to be a Supreme-style girl group. Oh, kind right. Of a song. So bringing in the Jayhard and the Ariana kind of made that come to life. Um, and that she seemed actually really excited about sort of vocally producing it and yeah. all that. But it was quite funny. When she's talking about the, the girls individually, um, she mentions, you know, you'll hear Jayhard and you'll know it's her. And you'll hear Ari and you'll be like, oh, that's a great interpretation. <laughs> Which I think was genuine. I think it was genuine, but I just think she knew that people would be zeroing in on her commenting on Ariana. So I don't, it didn't come across as insincere. Yeah. It was just an awkward pause. And it was quite funny. Because <laughs> I know how many people would have been waiting for her to mention Ariana. And she oh. was very kind about her. Yeah. And, and obviously wouldn't have her on if she didn't want her there. No. But it was just really funny how <laughs> just an awkward pregnant pause going on there. Oh, um, dear. Now, something that wasn't actually a spoiler, but does um, sort of something to, I suppose, look forward to. It's not a positive thing, but 
there apparently were some difficulties around the recording of Merry Christmas to You. Oh. Um, which wasn't established that it was in the book, but I'm guessing if Zane brought it up, it must be. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious. That was when she was pregnant as well. So I'm curious. Yeah. She said it was a very hard time. So kind of what she was talking about there. Then she gets confused about what songs are on her, on which Christmas album. <laughs> to which she says, because I have so many Christmas albums. But that was sincere too. I'm like, you've only got two. (laughs) But it sounded like I've got 19 Christmas albums. (laughs) Well, she keeps reissuing them with extra songs on them. That is true. Like, I'm putting this one out now and there's Justin Bieber's on it. Now I'm putting out with (laughs) this one with John Legend on it. Like, it's. Now it's just got some extra jingle bells in the background. (laughs) Extra festive edition. (laughs) Yeah, and I just recorded a new music video for no reason, apparently. Yeah, so I get get where she's coming from. Also, you know, she does do a Christmas concert. Concerts every year, so it's just funny the way it goes. Just, I know. She makes me laugh. I know. Um, now this is where, so my note here was Zane is great because he, he genuinely does the work. He mm. wants to, you know, he he does actually read the book and yeah, and all of that. So he doesn't know what he's talking about, but he can get a little Oprah splainy. Oh no! But it's more in a way of overinterpreting the meaning in things oh. and like telling you what that song meant. And the whole time I was like. Look, honey, the you know, WAP isn't about the collapse of the Berlin Wall. Like, <laughs> calm down. Like, you don't have to read that much into everything, honey. Uh, you know? <laughs> um, and, of course, Mariah just kind of, yeah, of course. But you can sort of see on her face, like, sure. Sure. I, I just wrote it around wanting to like Christmas. And I like Christmas. Uh, yeah. I wanted everyone else to like Christmas. And I, I, I am, that does make me laugh because sometimes it, that's... The beauty of music, you know, you can interpret it different mm. ways. And of course, there will be songs and meanings to things that we don't understand or that we will understand better after the book. But I'm sure there are some songs where she goes, I just wanted to write a fun song. Yeah. That's all. You know, again, Oh Santa, it's, it's not about World War Two. Like, no. it's, it's just a song about Santa. Yeah. Um, she does, of course, mention different family members in air quotes. Oh, she literally dear. does the air quotes. Air quotes for family Different members. Different family members who are no longer family members to me. <laughs> she then um, touches on Christmas depression. It's sort of talking about how people can get down yes. on the holidays and things. Basically saying, and we know more about this now, thanks to the book, that she just won't allow herself to go there. Yeah. It's too deeply rooted. So she just does the opposite. Yeah. And again, further going into the, the festiveness that is, is Mariah. Well, I guess there's so much superficial stuff about Christmas that you can have an entirely superficial time and yes. not have to think about the awful experiences that sometimes <laughs> it brings up because, you know, usually you're trapped with families and there are many people in family dynamics that, that do not get along well. <laughs> then they sort of go on to talk about time. Um, and Zane kind of says, you know, time can control us. Mm. Time starts ticking when we're born and stops when we die. To which Mariah says, for some of us, I rebuke that. It's rebuked. <laughs> <laughs> She'd already done it when she said two years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They then go on and, and sort of touch on Mariah having always produced a lot of her songs, yes. even when perhaps not getting the credit for that. Um, <laughs> to which she goes, you know, it must be so much different now if you're discovered on YouTube. Like, it must be so freeing. Um, unless you're signed to a deal where they own you. And then that sucks. Mm. We didn't say that. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so much of this interview is just her being herself and being yeah. hilarious. And I don't know if everyone always gets it. But this is probably the juiciest morsel from Mariah. Mariah Morsel. When talking about making Christmas music mm. and, and the albums and, and all of that sort of stuff where she basically says it's all, you know, it's, it's got to be real. You can't fake it. And I'm going to read this pretty much verbatim. I, I've cut one or two words where she was sort of just thinking, but this is all Mariah. Mm. There's an artist. I'm not going to say their name, but they were complaining that they were not, I don't know how to say this and be diplomatic, but their belief system was different than the holidays and all that. But they were sitting there promoting their music, their Christmas stuff, then they had, I'm not going to say what song they did or didn't do, but complaining to me. And I was like, oh, you're good. You're doing great. Why are you mad that you can't, like, only my fans will get this reference. <laughs> I can't even, why are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> 
one of the songs I have. I was literally <laughs> like, why are you mad? You are blessed to be here doing Christmas music and getting paid for it and entertaining the world. So why are you complaining? That's my thing. If you're not really into it, then don't do it because we don't need you to do it. <laughs> Finn. <laughs> Legitimately, she just went on a rant about this person. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then, why you mad? <laughs> and it's just like one of the songs that I have. Like, <laughs> but I was like, I can't. I mean, that wouldn't have even done it justice, but it was just oh so God. fabulous. Who was complaining to me? Well, so I did have a little look online and people, you know, all sorts of things were being thrown around, you know, from John Legend. But then he was mentioned later and she sort of was talking about how much she loves him. Hmm. Um, some of it was more like writers she'd worked with. Oh. Um, others were saying it could be a, the buble or, you know, it could be anyone. Um, and but I'm it's like, about the belief know. system. It's someone who doesn't believe yeah. in Christmas. Believe. Believe. <laughs> and I doubt very much whether Barbara Streisand is complaining to Mariah about her Christmas album. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell. This, I, I just feel like I have to make a side note that I watched the Christmas setup starring Fran Trescher, which was a gay um, Oh, I saw movie. that you watched that. Was it oh, fun? Oh, my God. It was so much fun. <laughs> like, look, you know, one of the actors was definitely picked just because it was pretty. But it didn't matter because Fran Trescher was there. It's That's and entirely that's, the, the point honestly, of things. Can you imagine if... Fran Drescher and Mariah Carey like just did a song together. I oh my god! <laughs> Why I was going to say something about a movie, but I said a song, and now I'm imagining Fran singing, um, <laughs> which she actually does in this movie, and it's amazing. Don't mess me, Mary. Not not instead of dashing through the snow, it's noshing through the snow. Um, it's, oh, I could do a whole album. Um, we then go on to talk a little bit about how now that she's released the book, Mariah, mm. that is not Fran, um, that her relationships within the industry are better because people oh. are better, have been better able to understand her. And, and oh, her instead her. of thinking she's just a deranged diva with Pretty all these much, yeah. crazy demands. And now they're like, oh, she's damaged and hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like, like us. Um, and went on to say that the creating the book with uh, Michelangelo Davis, our BFF, mm. has being the best creative process she's ever had, which MAD said she won't tell Jermaine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and just sort of talking about that she wanted to collaborate on the book because she had offers to do it by herself, which is like, no, I want to do it with Michaela because that's where I work the best. Yeah. Um, when I'm collaborating, it's what she loves the most. And all I could think was, I'm here, Mariah. I'm ready to work with you on anything that you may choose. So. Yeah, I, I imagine it's one of those collaborations where it's like, you do it, and then I'll tell you what you've done wrong. <laughs> well, actually, when I went down the rabbit hole of, of um, Michelangelo's Davis, she was t- talking about how they actually, that she gave up her apartment and things in New mm-hmm. York to go be in, in LA, um, and that they treated it almost as if Michaela was recording an album oh, wow. and Mariah was writing a book so that they could sort of guide each other through the other's talents, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's great. So I found that really interesting. Um, so I think it was, I think it really was, uh, you know, she basically said the whole first draft was them. Yeah. Like before anyone came on board. So yeah. Oh, that's great. I just, yeah, I that, that sounds like a cool, great yeah. way of doing it. I love it. Yeah. I love creative process um, stories. It's great. Um, <laughs> then Mariah <laughs> goes on to Oprah Splain. Oh, bless. <laughs> she talks about having photos with people like C.V. Wonder mm-hmm. and, and Oprah, you know, all these people. Mm-hmm. And she goes, and I have the photos of them. They're not just on my phone. <laughs> I have them printed <laughs> and I stick them on like, like a cork thing. Um, and, and then I can move them around. So I just love that she was Oprah explaining to Zane a cork board. <laughs> like, like and I, you get pins. I love, <laughs> I love the idea of Mariah deciding, oh, now I've got a photo of this person. Who am I demoting? Yes, yeah, <laughs> Who's getting demoted from the cork board to yeah. the drawer? <laughs> So Gwen Stefani, it's into the drawer. 
Yeah, she did that Christmas album and I, I wasn't my favorite. Yeah, so she's off the wall for doing a Christmas. That's my thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do Christmas. And she hasn't said she loves me like the Clarkson. So no. the Clarkson can stay. Um, <laughs> then Zane starts talking about Dem Babies and he says, how old are the kids? They're nine going on 10. And Mariah very firmly says, they're nine. There's no going on in my life. <laughs> God, those poor kids are close to too small in about four years. I know. We're not going on. You are nine. <laughs> There's no going on. <laughs> um, and then, then she talks about having recorded with the kids a song. So she wrote a song over a track that she must have been given or, mm. or came up with herself. Then she's reinterpreted another cha- another track sort of within that track. Mm. So I'm thinking similar to Save the Day. Yeah. That the kids sang on at six years old. And oh. she's like, I want to release it. Maybe it'll be an Apple exclusive. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> Just hit her hinting. Let's collaborate more. Because they do um, perform on... Uh... I know it's on Mia Mariah. Yeah. One of the songs. Um, but yeah, so I'm like, okay, so there's another song. I'm like, I wonder what the other track, whether it's one of her own tracks that she's sort of remixed. or Maybe. Because that's a very Mariah thing to do. It is. Um, and then she goes on to Saturn with Shade, Nick Cannon. Um, by talking about rock, like uh, both rock and roll, you know, things they love to do and all that. But she yeah. goes, oh, rock, he, of course he plays Fortnite. Yes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have allowed him to play Fortnite yet, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, Co-parenting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Nick, you in trouble. You in danger, girl. Um, <laughs> but the, the really nice thing I liked was she was sort of talking about the kids and, and you know, what they want to do, what they want to be. And very much just saying, you know what, they're just going to do what they want to do. Like, I'm not going to pressure them. I'm not going to push them into music. They've got to want it. Yeah. So if they do that, they've got to want it. And she's like, I don't think they do anyway. Um, there was also one moment where they were talking about George Michael and, and her covering One More Try, which I know was not your favourite, but apparently George loved it. Of course George loved it. He's gay. So, <laughs> so I think now you and George Michael are in a feud. No. Um, <laughs> I'm not getting into a feud with deceased celebrities. <laughs> Why? I do. I know, but you're weird. <laughs> I just really loved George's song and it was a really uh, important part of my kind of teenage angsty years. And it's a really full on, you know, gut wrenching thing. And I like Mariah's version, but, you know, the George one is really it's it'd be like if someone did a cover of um, I Don't Want to Cry. Which I know is not Mariah's favourite song. <laughs> I actually did tweet that I think Mariah, all I want for Christmas is a list of the songs Mariah doesn't like. <laughs> of her own songs. But <laughs> just like, so we know. I Don't Want to Cry is just one of those songs. Like, you know, in fact, everything on that album. Like, if anyone sang one of those, you'd just be like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> and so I had a bit of that with Mariah singing One More Try. Just because sure. I'm like, it's it's got a very personal place in my heart. Okay. See, that's how I'd feel if someone covered S Club 7's Don't Stop Moving. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a different that's, situation. Yeah, no, yeah, I think mine's probably a little more personal. Um, <laughs> don't fuck with S Club 7. Um, <laughs> I, someone actually put up a thing the other day saying, um, if you had one seat at your Christmas table left, mm. which Spice Girl would you offer it to? Oh, And my response was, I would kick my family and friends out so that they all had a seat. <laughs> like, what? Of course I, like, sorry. You can't choose you know, Everyone one. else. No. I mean, you can, but, uh, <laughs> but, but I want them all. But um, I, the, the, the end of the interview did, did touch on a little Christmassy stuff, but I think we'll leave that to the end mm. because we can participate in that. Oh, excellent. But I think it might be time to break back down Merry Christmas, oh. the 1994 Christmas album. Bring me on down. So this is where it gets fun because um, Fab is of a similar vintage to Mariah, so mm-hmm. two, apparently. I'm two <laughs> years this, old. Yes. <laughs> Whereas I was sort of born into a world where Mariah was already a Mariah. Yes. Um, and the Christmas albums and songs kind of just were there. We, we didn't, I never actually had sat down 
and listen to the album as a whole because it was just added to other playlists oh, no. and and cassette. This and- was this was a new Mariah album with mm. new Mariah songs and many yes. covers. But <laughs> yeah. This so what was I thought this was a bit like when Gloria Estefan did that album of covers and sang. I actually mentioned that in my <laughs> legitimately. Uh, we will. I uh, it's in here. <laughs> So I remember because that album and... That was the same... That album was also... We got the same time as Daydream. Ah. So, yes, mm. that was... Uh, like, this was like that, but it had a couple of originals on it. And yeah. they were all Christmas themed. Because everyone was doing covers album back then for some bizarre reason. Yeah, um, but no one was doing Christmas albums. Only Mariah. Only Mariah. Seriously, no one else was. Like, the last person who did one was probably Elvis. <laughs> that was three months earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But like it was not a done thing. No one, no, no modern artists did Christmas albums. Like it was something you kind of did at the end of your career, not as yeah. like your third and a half album. Yeah. I also love that she mentions just how young she was. She was so the, young, and she's also young now. Yeah, she's still young, eternally young. Yeah. Um, so what I did as I went through each song, and I've got a little bit of info on mm-hmm. the songs, um, and gave them all a rating out of five. Excellent. Um, there is there. Look, there's going to be some disagreement with the Lamley. I'm sure there and, will, and and that's okay. Um, this is just a first listen to some of these others. Of course, I've known forever. Yes, but I thought it'd be fun. Me kind of coming in as the newbie, Fab, not even having to write notes. No. <laughs> you know? um, Visceral so we- physical memory. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I'm doing boom <laughs> actions. So let's start with track one, Silent Night. Holy night. Written by <laughs> Franz Xaver Gruber. I'm just, I'm just pretending that's how you say it. And Joseph Moore, Mo- Moher, in 1818. So we're, we're well into public domain. We're all good. <laughs> no, yeah. no one has to get any publishing rights for this one. <laughs> now, this is actually one of my favourite Christmas songs. Yes. Um, I, I just have always found it quite haunting. And, and it is. Just always kind of there. My favorite version is actually the Kelly Clarkson, Trisha Wood, and Reba. Oh version. yeah, I know that one. Um, just a very stripped back one. Whereas this is a little bit more choir, a little bit more church organ. I would actually really love a version of that if Mariah did it as a stripped back. Yeah, almost acousticy. A bit like she did in the concert was a bit like that. Like it wasn't yeah. quite as produced. Like with all the. Because there's a lot of layered vocals in this one. Like, Mariah sings yeah. all the parts. <laughs> so, I think, to be honest, for me, this wasn't a favourite of mine from the album. I think because it was a little overproduced for mine. Oh, no, I loved Lucky. this. Like, you love it? Yeah. Well, because it's like you go... I still remember the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, Silent Night is the first song. All right, let's see how that goes. And it is like a... <laughs> because, you know, the next song on the album has huge production. So you need to take, like in the old days, (laughs) when people would listen to albums from beginning to end, you had to take these kinds of things into consideration. So you need some production, but also you need a bit of tradition, which is singing a traditional song. Um, Yeah, I think this is like, I always found this perfectly placed as like a a warm-up, like a a warm-up act for, you know, the big number. Which is the second track, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I do. I mean, Silent what, Night's uh, a great song, and yes. it's hard. It's hard to stuff it up, and you know, Mariah doesn't do too many vocal gymnastics on it. Like she, she's quite restrained, um, and yeah, it's really sweet. I like it. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be attacked now for my score. You're going to give it two, aren't you? <laughs> I gave it two and a half. I'm not. This is <laughs> so it's in the middle. It's it's not. Hideous, but it's it wasn't my favorite. Yeah, um, I'm giving this infinity. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> there's more. There is more uh, higher scores to come. Don't don't you worry. Um, so I am sorry to the family that love it. You can love it. That's okay. Um, it just was it's not. It's a my generational favorite. issue. I understand. <laughs> I'm just so young. So young. It's crazy. Uh, now track two, of course. Oh, the, All I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. Written by Mariah and Walter. I've actually never said his Afanasia. last name. Afanasia. In 1994. <laughs> now, what I've my note on this is, this song never gets old. Gold standard, essential, yes, classic, iconic, untouchable, no other, festive, miracle, Santa could never. Yeah. Before it I became played it in every shop in the world, 
I was playing it every day. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes instead of putting this album on, I would just pop this one song on repeat. Yeah. Yeah. And the beauty of, you know, I would have been three or f- oh, no, four or five um, in 1994. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so to me, it's probably one of the first Christmas songs I heard. Like, so it is a standard Christmas yeah. track to me and always have has been. Um, everyone else is just late. Um, <laughs> but I mean, what what else do you say? It returned to, to, you know, number one, two years after it was released. Two years yeah. later. I know. Amazing. Yeah. Crazy. That's a record. I'm 25. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm 25, not the song. Um, but yes, of course, I gave this five out of five or infinity. Yeah, infinity for me as well. Okay. On to track three. Oh, Holy Night. Just a singular O, no H. Yep. Um, which was written by Adolf Adam, or as I call him, Rudolph Adam, um, <laughs> in 1847. Uh, so, you know, another Christmas fave. I... I personally think it's a lot more successful than Silent Night, as in her rendition. Yes. Um, I think it's just more simple and effective for my liking. I think if there was Silent Night done in a similar way, I can understand why it wasn't once I got to this track. Mm -hmm. Um, But had it have been similar, I probably would have given that a higher score. Um, What what are your thoughts on Oh Well, I had, like, you know, no one really did this at Carols by Candlelight before Mariah put it on the album. It was not, I think it might be a big thing in maybe Europe or America, but it was never really high on the rotation on carols in Australia. Because um, maybe it's a bit too Christian-y with the word holy. Yeah. You know, we're a little bit more of a multi-denominational country. Um, yeah, we sing about Santa in the youth. It's very yeah, like we're, we're, we're very much about the commercialization of Christmas as opposed to the, the Jesus-y bits. Um, so... I think this, like, on this album might have been the first time I'd really experienced Oh Holy Night. And, Lord, aren't there some spectacular key changes involved here? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, anyone that can squeal divine the way Mariah squeals divine. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Oh Night Divine sounds like, like, it sounds like she's creating a drag queen every time she sings it. Good girl. Uh, it is, yeah. You know what? I will say, actually listening to All I Want for Christmas is You, because I was listening in a more kind of a review mm. space, it's the first time that I was really able to listen to just, just the track, yep. you know, not the vocal. I was like, really? The track is quite simple. Yeah. The song belongs in Mariah's vocal. Yes. Which harkens back to Mariah Ian. Yeah. Saying that Mariah's voice has instruments and music with her yeah and i was like it really is the vocal and the vocal melody that drives that song yeah the rest of it is just you could chuck any old orchestration on that in fact yeah. like she did it a few years later i think released it as a single with um a school choir a primary school choir oh. and they sang along to it and it's just like yep you you do that mariah <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's just yeah it's that's my other favourite song on the album, alongside All I Want For Christmas Is You. Like, it's just so soaring. Wait, which one, sorry? Oh, Holy Night. Oh, Holy Night, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it soars really high. And, and you know, tragically since then, everyone and their dogs had a crack at it at carols. Like, it's become a standard <laughs> now because everyone's like, oh, I'm going to sing that song that Mariah sings that she didn't write. <laughs> <laughs> but like Mariah. <laughs> Can leave. <laughs> <laughs> to Um... Uh, so I gave this one a four out of five. I did quite like. Oh, this gets infinity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got to be honest. It was hard to go with because obviously, although for Christmas is so infinity, yeah. that it was hard to give anything else the same level. Yes. Um, On to number four, track four, Christmas bracket, baby, please come home, close bracket. Yeah. Written by Phil Spector, uh, Jeff Barry, and Ellie Green Greenwich Green. I would say Greenwich, but Sandwich. it's probably. Yeah. Um, I feel like Phil Spector's not someone that's uh, celebrated anymore. Well, no, he's, he's a murderer, but he also... <laughs> Is that what he did? I forget. He it's also... been a while since I've gone down that Wikipedia <laughs> hole. But he also produced a, one of the best Christmas albums of all time, which this is a track on, the Phil Spector Christmas album. Um, and the original of this is Darlene Love, which is, you know, amazing. And Mariah does a bravura performance on this and it is great and fun uh but 
just, you know, if you've heard the Phil Spector original production, like, you know, he created the wall of sound. Um, And it is pretty spectacular. And this is great. And I love it. But, you know, it's, there is an original. Yeah, this is the one that I I wrote a song that I knew, but I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote that as a fun version, but yes, I think hearing the original, you just say, oh, like it is very good. So yeah. I gave it a three. It's, you know, it is, it's, it's not a, certainly not a bad rendition. I would enjoy it if, if it came on, but I may miss the, the original just a smidge. Yeah. I'm giving this infinity yeah. minus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just, just above 10, but below infinity. <laughs> I should, I should let Oh, they're out of five, that. aren't they? It's above five, but below infinity. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I should say to people, I do... I'm, I am quite a, a tough or conservative uh, reviewer. <laughs> and But I do it to my own songs as well. I'm like, oh yeah, that song's really just a three, but it needed to be on there to make sense for the next song. Yeah. Um, so I, I am... I'm, a, I'm hard on Mariah because I love her. Yeah. Um, track five, mm. Missy Most, Brackish at Christmas Time, mm. close bracket. Written by Mariah and Walt. I can't say the Afanasius. So I have written that this is about Mariah missing someone, possibly Nana Della Reese. Because um, I couldn't <laughs> she think does of, not miss was, the Parmesan Nazi. Uh, no, that was Addie. <laughs> no, I know. Was, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because yeah. I was she like. doesn't yeah, miss I the Parmesan Nazi, like, so it must be Nana Della Reese. <laughs> must be Nana Della Reese. I was like, there's no one else that I can think of. Now, Billy Eichner did recently cover this. Oh, I on, saw that. <laughs> my note is he covered it on the Late Late Show with I Don't Know Her. <laughs> <laughs> because she's become a little annoying. Yeah, a little bit. Um, the host of that show. Um, unless I'm on it, which I love them. Um, but I had to stop watching that um, Gavin and Stacey. Oh, yeah, that's no good. Because I couldn't stand it anymore. Um, but I haven't actually watched the Billy Eichner version. Have you? I have. How was it? It's sweet. He's, you know, he does a rather sweet rendition of it. He it's, does a version. It's, oh, look, this, I have complicated feelings with this song. Like, because I loved it and it was, you know, you're like, oh my God. So we've had All I Want for Christmas is You, which is upbeat Mariah. And now we've got original Mariah Christmas ballad. What more could you want? Mariah <laughs> belting about how sad Christmas is. <laughs> After having belted how amazing and fun Christmas is. Yeah. Um, so this album came out in 94. Uh, my mother passed away on Boxing Day in 1996. Uh, so the next year when I listened to the album, I I couldn't make it through this whole song. Uh, and so for the many years afterwards, I have skipped it. Um, so yeah Uh, so I can't really give it a a score myself because it's I remember loving it so it gets infinity from memory (laughs) 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 but because it is such a you know yeah like when you when you lose someone like a mother uh, at Christmas time then you do miss them most then um, sure, I see how you <laughs> made that that, that connection, <laughs> <laughs> and it is I, I and it is that whole thing of like she's you know you do feel like that. It's like yeah, I'm fine all year round, and then like and this is a quantifiable thing that happens to me as soon as I see tinsel at a shop, I become and I don't even know I'm doing it, but I become weirdly on edge and I get snippy and. It takes me at least a week of like, oh, it's Christmas decorations. Sorry. Sure. Dead mother. (laughs) (laughs) I get a bit crazy at Christmas because of the dead mother. And it's, yeah, because she sings in it, you know, in the springtime, everything's fine. It's like, it's, yeah, but Christmas. Yeah. I will say, having sort of known that story from you, I started thinking, oh God, like there are so many songs I associate with my mom, like... So so many. I'm oh, like, oh, fuck. But yeah, I did. When, I did not associate this with her until after she died. So yeah, and that's the thing. I'm real nervous. I'm like, oh, is every song gonna make me cry? No. Like, like I said, don't ruin S Club Seven. Don't stop moving. Um, <laughs> which just happens to be her favorite. Um, so I, I, you know, I did enjoy this. I, I think having known your story, it did sort of 
again, make it a little tougher to kind of go, well, am I, am I listening more for that purpose? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For my friend. Um, so I gave it a four out of five. I thought I, I could have gone infinity. I could have gone. On, so I thought I'll, I'll give it a she nice gives, four out of five. She gives it a it's red a hot vocal performance. Like it is yes. a, like there is a big belt at the end of this. Look, it's still better than silent night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love silent night. <laughs> let's, let's smash into some, something more joyful, which is track six. Joy to the World, oh, written by Isaac Watts in 1719. Oh. Um, it was actually a single in Australia. It was, um, because it had I, a weird uh, disco beat. <laughs> so this is the song I, I mentioned, Gloria Estefan, in because I thought it starts off kind of slow and then, you know, wisps into the poppier sound. But a lot of the sound was very 90s. Oh, yeah, it's very turn the beat around. Very, yes, <laughs> and that's all I could think of. And as much as I love that Gloria Estefan album, it didn't uh, bode yeah. well for this particular rendition, I'm afraid. Yeah, this um, this sounds like um, one of Mariah's remixes from one of her albums. Yes. And she's just gone, oh, I'm just going to sing Joy approve. to the World over the top of that because I, like, I don't like what you've done to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like what you've done to my song, but Joy to the World will survive this. <laughs> Yes, perfect. Um, so but yeah, those, look, those, I, those drum beats, those electronic drum beats are too much. <laughs> yeah. So I'm afraid that it, it was sitting on a similar part to Silent Night at, at 2.5 out of 5 for Look, me. I used to go out dancing a lot very late at night uh, for hours on end. So that drum beat really hit me quite in a personal place and I would dance immensely, especially after just having had a little cry after the last one. So I have to give this <laughs> infinity, unfortunately. Sends me a pattern. Because it's <laughs> I seriously I spent a lot of time at a lot of nightclubs and all the songs sounded like this. <laughs> even yeah. even even Leanne Rhyme song sounded like this back then. Uh, track seven <laughs> Jesus, born on this day, oh. written by Mariah and Walter. Um, now, this song it was quite a lot about the baby chases. Yes, very baby chases. Um, we're, we're all about the baby chases, and we've got a kids' choir, which I thought was very cute. And I have to say, I actually, even though I'm not all about the baby chases, um, I believe in Xena and yes. Aphrodite, Kylie Minogue, and of course, festive Mariah Carey. Um, not so much about the church, but uh, I, I thought it was cute, and I and I like the vocal, I like production, and so I actually gave this one a four out of five. I I love this song, like I've always loved this song because it's you know again of the three originals, we've got our upbeat, poppy, Phil Spector esque one, we've got our traditional Mariah ballad one, and now this one is like I'm gonna write a Christmas carol that sounds like a traditional Christmas carol but is one that I've written and everyone can pay me for it for time immemorial. <laughs> and I have seen this performed on carols by Candlelight more than once. Oh. Like people crack this thing out like it's a like it's an old song that's been around forever. Yeah. And it's such a great song. And again, you know, just give me a key change any day. I get very excited yes. by the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you do you have a personal favourite um, key change in history? In history, yeah. um, it would have to be uh, <laughs> uh, it's Pastora Sola <laughs> oh. from the um, 2012 Eurovision Song Contest. Singing, singing Quédate Conmigo, where she like she belts it like it's full, proper Celine Mariah. You know, belting a note through a key change and then sliding up into the next key. <laughs> While a wind machine comes on and her white dress starts flapping. <laughs> I've looked that up to have a little listen to later. You will love it. I have no idea what she's singing because it's all in Spanish. But it is it is just it is a it is the key change to end all key changes. It's just one of those moments where you go, This is why we watch Eurovision. <laughs> I, I do love the Eurovision. for a for a, a a woman in white singing her way through a key change while a fan comes on like that is it. 
That's Mariah. That is, that is. I know. It's uh, so. Yeah. It's. But yeah, the I do. Jesus born on this day is just like such a great. It's like it's got a great structure for a song. Like it's yeah. a really beautiful kind of simple carol. Um, but yeah, the production is really nice as well. It's just yeah. It's look. It gets infinity, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will interject and say that my favorite key change. It's not even probably one people would expect, but it's. Uh, Belinda Carlisle, Heaven is a Place on Earth. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, just because it comes in a couple of beats earlier yeah. than you think it will. And that, for some reason, just gives me Christmas warmth, yes. is what that gives me. I, I also um. <laughs> am very fond of the uh, many key changes um, in Love on Top by Beyonce, but I feel like she's going to explode before the end. <laughs> I know. it's not. It doesn't quite have the same power anymore because it's like well there's another one <laughs> All right, the first couple of times you hear that song you're like oh it's a- oh, and again and yeah. again yeah. Uh, <laughs> smashing on to track eight mm-hmm. a little santa claus is coming to town written yeah. by j fred coots and haven gillespie in 1934 now the first question i have this is not the original melody. This is... Was this the Jackson 5 melody or was someone else doing it before Jackson I don't 5? know. I know before I heard Mariah do this one uh, this way, I'd heard Bruce Springsteen do it. I think he did it in oh. concert one year. Um, and that was released as a single. That was like a thing for a while. Uh, so, yeah, it's been around since at least the 60s, this arrangement. But it's a fun arrangement, though. Yes, yeah. It's 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 a bit poppier. Yeah, makes it yeah, a little more modern. And it's yeah, um, it's fun and it's silly. And all the kids at the like you know running around the tree and excited about the presents. Yeah. Like it's got a real palpable at someone's house on Christmas Day feel. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's so silly and fun. <laughs> I also think the production is quite similar to All I Want for Christmas. Yes. Is you. Like the dinu, 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 like that kind of stuff is very uh, harkens back. I mean, it, so it's, I, I, it's all very. Uh, um, it really does borrow a lot from that Phil Spector Christmas album. Like yeah. you know, all of the songs kind of sound like that on that album. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to check that out. You love it. You will love. Um, it. So I did. I gave this one a five out of five. Not quite infinity because that's allotted already to yeah. all I want for Christmas is you, but definitely a five out of five because it is a classic. Yeah, it's a staple on my. Uh, Christmas playlists. But yeah, this gets infinity, obviously. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Track nine, Hark, the Herald Angels Sing, Slash, Gloria. Gloria, bracket in Excelsis Deo. Deo. Close bracket. In Deo. Excelsis oh. Deo. <laughs> I like I'm a bit refluxy. I keep trying to not burp into the... <laughs> <laughs> so I love that Mariah invented the mashup. Yep. Uh, so Hark was uh, from nine, uh, sorry, 1739 yeah. and Gloria 1862. I mean, I, I didn't really even write anything. I, I, I liked it. I gave it a five out of five. Yeah. It's, you know, it is traditional, big vocal, lots of choir, proper carol singing. For if someone's like, why do we hear all these bloody pop songs? I need to hear a carol. And this one comes on just to shut up your nan on Christmas Day. And it is <laughs> perfect. She's like, oh, yes. No, I like that one. We can keep this, al- we can t- keep this album on been, now. Nan's <laughs> been dead for 20 years, but she still complains. She still complains when the pop songs come on the Christmas album. So track 10, Jesus, Oh, What a Wonderful Child. <gasps> um, now, this was interesting. This was a traditional song, but it was mm-hmm. hard to pinpoint when it was written and who by. Well, because it's... Um, um, yeah, it's a gospel song. Like, it's a full churchy gospel yes. song, which kind of change and develop over the different, you know, places where they've been sung over the centuries. So, yeah. it's just developed into what it is. <laughs> so, the lyrics were pretty to the point. Mary was his mother. Yep. He's the son of God, etc. Um, <laughs> the repeated Jesuses towards the end did remind me of... Anybody got time for that? Anybody got time for that? Which is like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, but <laughs> when, what about when it pitches up a notch? When it's like, okay, we're going to oh. change key. We're going to change pitch. <laughs> and we're going to change speed. 
I was tempo I is was clicking up, babes. For all of it, I, I wrote that it makes me want to go to church, even though I'll deaf be smote at the front door. Oh, I, um, I this is the churchiest of church songs, and I am here for yeah. it twenty four seven. I I think uh, I wrote that I felt that the Lord was coming through me. I just I wanted to be at church. Uh, I think the speeding up at the end actually gave it a higher score because I think lyrically it was like, oh, yes, I get it. Well, it's, I mean, Jesus. kind of gospel <laughs> Jesus, songs are Jesus. naturally quite Jesus. simple so you can remember them. <laughs> also, so you can just I, start I, singing I, it in church and everyone's like, oh, this one, I know these six words, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What a wonderful child. Jesus, Jesus. 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 Mary was his mother, Jesus. Yeah. Um, so I gave this one a four out of five. I did. I think. I, I think this is probably one I'd listen to again, and it would be five, and then it would be infinity. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, more, the more the more you listen to this song, the more joyous and fun it gets. Like it is, and probably the whole album. Let's be honest. Yeah. Even if I've given a three or or a two and a half, like uh, that's one listen. In on a on the same bloody day, I read the really depressing <laughs> chapter. So. Uh, um, but that was the last track of the standard edition. But there was a bonus track in Australia. Track yes, we had 11. we had an eleven track album. So yeah, I gave Jesus what a wonderful child. That gets infinity for oh, me. <laughs> I I skipped right on past because I just you assumed. just assumed and you um, were correct. So, so track eleven was God rest ye merry gentlemen, which was a very short little morsel from the sixteenth century. Um, I, to be honest, I didn't have much to say other than it was nice. So. Like, now, this is a thing that I, I never knew that this was a bonus track for Australia. This was just the 11th track, as far as I knew. Like, you know, the other one that was on the rarities um, <laughs> that I went, oh, I just thought that was on the album. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just thought this was on the album. And I have to say, uh, as a bookend with Silent Night, like lots of layered Mariah vocals, very traditional song, it just felt like the perfect ending to the album. And the fact that it's really short is is quite yeah. beautiful. It's kind of like going, so I started this with Silent Night with my many layered vocals. And now we're going to put it all to bed with the same thing. And are there any instruments or is it just her? Oh, I'd have to go back and read I feel now. like it's just um, her. The thing that struck me because I agree I think it was a really nice ending and if it had have ended on like the standard edition would have ended on Jesus oh what a wonderful child I was actually thinking I probably would have ended in that case I would have swapped um, to have Hark the Herald Angels Sing slash Gloria as the final song if I was doing the track listing which obviously I wasn't Um, but yeah I I feel like it would have had quite an abrupt end um, ending with with the tenth track, with, yeah, old churchies. But yeah, I really um, like. That's one of my favorites because it's just like it's so short, it's so sweet, it's so to the point, and and I'm pretty sure it's just vocals. Like I think all of the instrumentation is is vocal layering. Just Mariah, it's all um, okay. all Mariah. I'll go back, I'll go back. So I, I did give this one a four as well out of five, which I because I liked it. Oh no, this is definitely gets infinity. Yeah, double infinity. Double infinity. <laughs> Double infinity plus four. (laughs) Infinity to the power of infinity. brings us to the end of our little Christmas special. I'm so glad everyone joined us. We do have one little smidge of a thing that was actually the end of the Zane Lowe interview, but I thought we'd make it the end of our mm. special um, before we head into 2021. Um, I hope that this isn't a case of similar to Dandelion Tea where we're like, this couldn't get any worse. No, don't! Uh, touch wood, touch wood! <laughs> so the last question that Zane asked of Mariah was you know, what is the meaning of Christmas to her? Which her answer was, you know, it is the birth of Christ, mm. um, but it's also the meaning of love for her. Mm. So I wanted to ask, Fab, what is the meaning of Christmas to you? What is the meaning of Christmas to me? It is the opportunity to play one of my favourite albums of all time every day without fear. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's bad luck to listen to this album in May. <laughs> We have her. We have her. <laughs> but yeah, it's it is. I mean, there's this. There's uh, 
you know, I've spoken before about my favourite writer, Connie Willis, and her many Christmas short stories. There, I have discovered on the Binge app there are a million and one terrible, terrible made-for-TV movies about Christmas, and I am going to watch all of them. Yes. Um, my f- uh, those Honestly, to just see that those skinny, attractive white people find each other yeah. is it's just beautiful. I know. Straight. I should well, mention straight. One of my favourites was... Um, I watched, I don't know, was it last year or the year before? I don't know, was at my, I was at my sister's house around Christmas time in Melbourne. Uh, and we were watching Netflix had a James Brolin movie. <laughs> with Was it Mira Sorvino, I think? <laughs> <laughs> she was his daughter and he hadn't been around and then he came back for Christmas. And it's a confusing film. I didn't really understand what was going on. But anyway, Barbara Streisand sang the songs. Um, <laughs> oh, Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell. Yes, that was in it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just love a, any made-for-TV movie. I probably will just go back and watch the one with Patty Duke and Stephen Dorff. Yes, of course. But uh, yeah, Christmas to me is just a time to eat too many biscuits and <laughs> a lot of ham. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Mm. I think I even when I you know, put this as, as the question, I've kind of struggled to think about what it is for me but I think just that now doing this and, and everything else I think it's almost just like you get to be a kid again yeah for a couple of days like you can be in your pajamas and and just you get sort of presents look, you, know, you get presents and it's fun and it's festive and you can just sort of indulge in that without having to think about real life yes for just a minute um and I think that's all thanks to Mariah. I, it is. And, you know, also Christmas Mariah for me Christmas. is a, a two-week run-up to my um, anniversary. Uh, <laughs> my, my 21st, 29th birthday. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, dear. So, yeah, when we come back uh, from our little break, I will be 29 again for the 21st time. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> How exciting. What a, what a milestone. <laughs> what a milestone. Don't do the sums. It's terrifying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that brings us to the end. I hope the Lamley have had a wonderful Christmas. If you're not a Christmas celebrator, I'm not sure why you're listening to this, but um, I will say my other favourite greeting, which is Merry Chrysler. Uh, <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> which I, if, you, if you know what that is, you know what that is. Um, do you know what that is? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll send you the video. Okay. Um, and I hope everyone has a wonderful Christy and New Year and, and we'll be back with our next chapter. Something about sailing away. <laughs> Detangled and swept away. Detangled and swept away. That will be our next year. chapter uh, towards the end of January, early February, Yay. sometime. I think so. We haven't established that, yeah. but yeah. It'll turn up. Uh, <laughs> we'll let you and know. I think, <laughs> yes. And I hope you get a little Mariah under your tree, and if not, many biscuits. All right. Well, Mariah Christmas, Lamely. <laughs> Mariah Christmas. Merry Christmas. Big air kisses. <laughs> mwah, mwah. Merry Christmas.